I'm back. That sounds so we, creepy, huh? We we held her back as long as we could, <laughs> but it looks like she's back now. It. I am back. I am jet lagged. Uh, honestly, so I've gone to Kenya before, and that was the farthest I traveled before, and I don't recall jet lag. But as multiple people pointed out to me, um, you're this no longer week, in your teens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could have told you that too. <laughs> I was like, this is brutal. I don't like this. Um, it's like your hangovers when you're 21 only last maybe, you know, maybe if you even have one a couple hours, now it's a couple days. In all fairness, I've never had a hangover in my life. I don't know what that's like. It's not that I yeah. haven't drink enough. I just, it's my superpower. It's because usually you don't hold it in till the morning. Well, no, I've done that too and even then still. I just choose oh, not to go to I've bed heard, with it. I've on heard stories stomach. of you having to pull off to the side there. Oh well, yeah, there was definitely a. Jeremy a cold said you weren't game. making it home. No, no, there was. I will. I, I'm not too proud to admit it to myself. There was three pullovers that night, and the proud part, not one part got in the car. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. But I know. Thanks. He was but probably on standby what... waiting to pull over. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's not what we're talking about today. But, uh, yeah, we're going to just kind of give a little recap of vacation, um, some news and updates that we found across the PT world. And so let's go ahead and jump into the intro and get to it. Let's go. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken. And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. So you're going to start with your uh, little jet lag you got going on here? Yeah, so I did the one thing I said don't do, and we we literally just had an episode on this. We did just have an episode on this, um, and the reason we had an episode on this is because I was like, I didn't do this, and people should do this, but I did not take a day off or in between coming back and um, returning to work. So as uh, most of our listeners know I recently went on a pretty much two and a half week vacation, which was a once in a lifetime amazing vacation. We got to cruise from Honolulu to Sydney, Australia, um, which was so cool. 13 nights, um, got to cross the equator, got to cross the international dateline. I, I, I've learned a lot about the international dateline about that, but, um, because of that, I did not have a lot of time. Like, I took off a lot of time already. And so when I booked coming back for work, I was like, oh, I'll just keep Monday. I'll be fine. You know, we come back, what I considered my head early Sunday, um, which was about 11 o'clock our time. And so I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll have a whole day to kind of recover. No big deal. So we traveled for about 24 hours straight less than four hours of sleep, was trying to get back onto normal time because we were pretty much 17 hours difference. And it was tough. I woke up the next morning for work at 6.45 in the morning. Granted, that night, because I purposely stayed up to make sure I went to bed on time, which I went to bed super early, I had like almost 12 hours of sleep. Like I, I had plenty of sleep. But it was when I woke up at 6.45 in the morning, I think it was like 12.45 a.m. Sydney time. 
And I felt like it, <laughs> even though I had slept for 12 hours. Man, I could not wake up. Like my body did not want to wake up. And so I went to work like that. And it was tough, guys. Um, and then on top of it, too, returning back to work after, you know, a week or two and a half weeks, uh, there was a lot of new patients. I had pretty much my whole entire schedule was booked out. They didn't care if I'm coming back from vacation. Um, was completely booked out and a lot of the patients I didn't know. So to me, I don't know if you always feel this way, Ken, but like when you've just got a whole caseload of just new patients, I feel like those days are always harder because you're always just kind of like having to check more things. You're, you know, you're having to check in a little bit more with the patients or there's just a little more work involved just because you don't know kind of the routine or how they are or any of that kind of stuff. Do you feel that's the same? It actually kind of like came up today. Uh, so we have a couple patients that are, we were looking at next week's schedule already. Why? I don't know. But we were looking at next week's schedule and kind of moving some things around because our admin just kind of places them wherever it's convenient. We have an opening spot. But we kind of move things mm-hmm. around for to make our lives easier and for that reason that you just said. If we have a patient that we've worked with more often, then we'll try to keep it with that same person because you don't have to learn their little ins and outs, their sore spots, what they can tolerate. And so this afternoon we were kind of looking at the schedule for next week and I was just kind of looking at my boss because he moved a couple to my schedule that I never see. And I was just like, <laughs> just give me the lowdown now because I, I've never seen these people and it's going to take me some time to to get used to them. Yeah. And we've mentioned this a lot, a lot of times before that if a patient has seen a certain therapist for 40, 50 visits, almost in a row, it is very, very difficult to jump into the middle of their treatment. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a, I'm just going to do what you just did last time because giving them anything new, especially if you can't follow up is difficult. If... You yeah. try to work on them in a certain area, but that's not really what's bothered them anymore. Or something's changed. Maybe it's went from right to left, like whatever the case may be. But I can definitely see your dilemma of having a full stack schedule full of people you don't know that makes like the first five, six minutes of your visit with them. Let me figure out what's going on. How did you tolerate these exercises? What spots are bothering yeah. you and whatnot? So I definitely can feel your frustration on that. Well, and it's not that it was bad or anything, but it was just it was exhausting. And then being on top of jet lag, you're just kind of like zombie mode, which you're pulling all your power just to do your job correctly in a way. And so it was definitely exhausting, you know, on top of it, too. um, We had nothing in the house. We didn't go grocery shopping. (laughs) You're gone for two and a half weeks. So it's also consisted of like lunch. I had to go get lunch in between. So it wasn't just like sitting there and getting to eat. Um, my husband, though, was super, super sweet. Shout out to my husband because he drove all the way out and brought me Starbucks coffee because he knew it was going to be a rough day. Um, luckily, because I'm part time, I was like, OK, I just got to make it, you know, through. And then Tuesday I, I had that day off, which then I had PT and even getting up for that was hard. <laughs> they laughed at me as I walked in. They're like, you good? And I was like. I slept over eight hours, but I'm so tired right now still. And they just started laughing. And then he was like, I have no sympathy for you. And I was like, I know. Yeah, I don't think any uh, of us do. No. You just went on a vacation again, for two and a half weeks. 
Yes. Not a care which, in the uh, world. In all fairness, I again, I, I feel very, very fortunate and very blessed for that for that vacation. Um, it was super nice. Uh, I will say coming back has been hard on my foot. My foot really loved being on vacation for two and a half weeks. I was able to do a lot more, but like rest at the same time. So even when I did a lot more, like it never got as angry as it does, like just going back to work. Um, so I felt it a lot on Monday. Monday was really rough. And then yesterday was really rough. Um, thank goodness for PT because that helped calm it down. Um, one frustrating part, just to kind of give you guys an update on my foot, is for the past two months, my doctor kind of has left me in limbo of what he wanted to do next. He wanted to do some more research originally, get more opinions, and then he was going to let me know. Kept trying to get in contact with him for the past two months. They, his office staff, I don't know if they just never relayed the message or what, but finally, I got back. I called him on Monday, called him again on Wednesday. They called me back on Wednesday, spoke to them, and they referred me to another doctor. He wants me to go see a, another specialist for the foot and ankle. So that's kind of the next step. So we're trying to rush, get that in because um, we also want to make sure that, uh, I, well, I'm trying to make sure it all happens by the end of this year because I've met deductible. And I'm sure we are going to see that start to come through. Um, in our world as uh, PTAs also, that people are going to start rushing in. It's end of year. Um, you're going to have some people drop off because of the holidays, and then you're going to have people who are like, I just want to use it all because I met my deductible. I just have all these visits, and let me take advantage of it. Or you got those Medicares who also, same thing. I have it. Might as well use it. Uh, so you are going to start to see those last minute ones try to get in and they usually do have a little bit of a strict schedule sometimes. So your schedule might, it's, it's a weird combo because I feel like you go through a flex where all of a sudden you'll get a wave of new people, but you have so many patients who put like therapy on hold because of the holidays are so stressful that even though you have a wave of new people, it doesn't feel like you get any busier. In fact, it, I still feel like it slows down around the holidays. Even with that. I don't know about you, Ken. I feel like it slows down as well. Yeah. Feel, like, it's new people. But at the same time, so we talked about this at work, too, because we're just kind of looking at projections and numbers year over year, all the fun business things that you kind of really keep an eye on once you're a small business. Mm -hmm. But the busiest month we've had, not, not anymore, we've been busier now, but um, before was... The month of December last year, which I personally would have assumed that it was going to be kind of just a crap month just because yeah. it's the holidays. Like you said, people are out of town, people are visiting, people have so much shopping to do and preparations to get done that I thought it was just going to be like a, a blank month. But no, we actually really picked up and I agree. I think it's like what you said, that's everybody meeting their deductibles and just trying to get in everything they can. Medicares are like, use it or you lose it. So let's get all the Medicares in, use up all their benefits. And then at the beginning of the year, it just kind of corrects itself. Patients are kind of slowing down a little bit just because they have to pay their deductibles again. And then you have Medicares that you don't want to use up to all their visits because it's all they get for the year. So then you kind of have yep. to correct that shift when the, once the new year starts. 
Yeah, totally true. And I think, you know, it all depends on where you're at, what setting you're at. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think that that falls in line for everybody. Um, Definitely, you know, hospital. <laughs> yeah, That one always can be, you know, you never know what you're getting anyways. Um, So like it, it definitely this counts more towards, I would say, outpatient and even home health because I've talked to plenty of home health people who say the same thing. Like all of a sudden they'll get like a spike, but a lull. It's like a weird, like even out in a way, um, which is kind of nice because around the holidays is always crazy. So it'll it'll be nice to kind of have a little bit of a small break. Definitely. I came back, like we were saying, came back and it was busy. And one of the frustrating things was I was kind of put into like, not limbo land, um, because we kind of talked it out right before I left, but I was told, hey, you're going to go help out this clinic two of your days of three, and then you're going to do one day at this clinic. Um, and from my understanding, like I was supposed to be permanently set at a clinic and I wasn't really supposed to be hopping around. And so I was like, well, did the, did my, did I get this wrong? Did I understand what I was coming over for wrong? Why I was switching locations and I was told, no, that was my understanding also. And so then I talked to the person who oversees me now and I was like, okay, like what's up with this? And he was like, well, it's just a one off, but you know, it's only for a little bit. So I was already over there for probably about three weeks, two weeks, something like that. And then I was gone for two and a half weeks. And originally I was told they were only going to need the help for the month anyways, that they were putting up a job posting, blah, 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 blah. Well, I come back and I see that I'm scheduled out there for a whole nother month now. And so I'm still doing a split schedule and I'm like, okay, this is not what my understanding was to be. Um, I don't mind jumping around like I always told them but at the same time like it's a lot more work jumping from clinic to clinic um you don't have your kind of set patients patients are always questioning you about you know why are you new and you're like I'm not new but like they don't see you consistently so it it can be a little bit more more work like we talked about up front and so luckily before I was like I might have to bring this up again and figure out what's going on um, luckily the management manager at the location I'm at now kind of just mentioned something to me about like, oh yeah, he wanted you back, but I begged for another month. Um, so you're here till beginning of December. Uh, so that's my understanding, but my actual technical manager that oversees me has not, didn't tell me anything about that. And so it's just kind of interesting because my PT who I see now is the manager over my old place. He actually is one of the directors of our old place. And he's always been very transparent with me. They always told me up front, like, hey, you know, if you can't go full time, we're probably going to have to put a full time person here and this is what might happen with you. Um, and they've been always up front from like day one of like, this is a possibility. This is always a possibility of this. This is a possibility of that. And so it's it's really interesting to see the two different management systems um, kind of work. And then just coming back from vacation, you know, the kind of the stressfulness of like, hey, you're coming back to work, but at the same time, the inconsistency of coming back to work too, which is a little bit of annoying. So I've been kind of trying to work around that and then also just getting back into all the normal life of, again, doctor's appointment, PT, 
I was good girl though, guys. I did work out on the ship. I did my exercises wow. on the ship. Look at you. I know. Thank you. I did not take the stairs though. I avoid those suckers. Uh, I don't and I will tell you, I got a lot of balance exercises on the ship. <laughs> when the boat's rocking and you're trying to walk straight, it's all stability yeah. right there. Yeah, it was all. At one point, there was one night it got so rough. The captain came on literally in the morning and was like, luckily it was like the last last night and said, hey, we're going through a cold front. Um, my favorite line, are you ready for this? <laughs> I didn't tell Ken this was part of the story, guys. But the, he's like, seas are going to get really rough. We're looking at swells that are up to 12 feet. Um, you know, wind's going to get really brutal. It's going to get really cold. And then he goes, but don't worry. The safe, the the ship is safe, and he kind of finishes off with that, which we kind of all laugh. And then two seconds later, they were like, "Uh, crew drill, crew drill, crew drill. Please do not panic. This is a drill for the crew." And we were just laughing because we were like, like it was a fire drill that they had to practice. But we were cracking up. We're like, that was just not very timing. good timing. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like. Air quote, sure, a drill. Well, yeah. that's really of course going we're on. safe. Ha, wink. Yeah, wink, wink. Oh, this is the smallest ship to cross the Pacific so far for a lot of the cruise lines. Okay, yeah. Of course <laughs> but, uh, we're safe. Yeah, it, it made us chuckle a lot. And that night I had a lot of like, no joke, there was times where you literally felt the whole shift just, or the whole ship just shift in the ocean because the wave would hit you from the front or you dip down so far. And so you just Jeez. watch everything just shift, which was really fun and cool once my stomach calmed down. But it was it You were was fighting multiple battles there. Yeah, but coming back from work and then kind of having those things, I'm trying not to, like, let it get to me too much because it's hard sometimes when you come back. And definitely for me, like, I felt really good. I barely really had to think about my foot. There's a couple days, don't get me wrong, I did a lot of stuff on it. Um, like one of my favorite things is they had go find uh, the officers and 20 of the officers from the ship, they came out and they showed their face and you took a photo of them and then they went in plain clothes and in your team, you'd have to go try to find these officers on the ship. And it was just fun to do. But that, you know, was like a, a lot of walking hunt. quickly. Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of walking and a lot quickly. And I felt it the next day. But, you know, the nice thing again is I got to really just kind of do things on my own terms with my foot, which was amazing. I could sit when I wanted to, um, go do things when I wanted to. And so coming back and then not having the certainty at work and then also having the pain that returned to. I'm not going to lie, it's not the easiest thing. And then on top of that, you throw jet lag. So the the past couple of days have been mentally just as tough as physically just as tough. And I think that's what we forget sometimes about coming back is adjusting to real life. Definitely when you've gone on such a long vacation. And so just keep going. It will all smooth out. Um, and sometimes you don't got to jump on things right away, too. They, they, they might work out, you know, without you banging down the door too a little bit. So ease your way back in is is my advice. Don't don't do what I do. And just And that's you already said not forth. to do what you did before you did what you did. I, I know. I so, I also just wanted to I wanted to, to put that past out. Laura's advice. Yes. All right. Enough well to future advice. Switch gears a little bit to Maybe. our 
news uh, that came out earlier this week, and by earlier I mean yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me double check. Yes, yesterday. That was the date. Yeah. Wednesday, November first. Yesterday is the time of this recording, but I don't know if anybody has noticed or been really keeping up with all this. In twenty twenty two, was it yeah. when it started? That it went into effect. So Medicare. Decided to not pay PTAs the full reimbursement as they would PTs. So PTAs get paid 85% of the reimbursement, which is a 15% deduction of services charged and billed for physical therapy. Just recently, yeah, just recently, um, what we feared was potentially could happen is. Other insurances following suit. Yeah. And this worried us for several reasons. Because Medicare did it, the gold standard for other insurances are is typically Medicare. So whatever Medicare does, other insurances may have followed suit. And it looks like the first one was attempting to do just that. Well, I know some have done it in certain states. So that's the thing, too, is like um, we're lucky that in Nevada they've been kind of pushing that off. Some of the other states have had private insurances already start to implement that. Um, But I think it's a hit or miss right now on who who does. But this is the first time we've had an insurance come out and kind of nationally say, hey, we're actually putting this on hold. We were going to follow suit, but we're not. And that is currently Aetna came out. Again, as of yesterday, this is an article from the APTA that Aetna came out and said, hey, you know, the 15% deduction for PTAs as of right now, looking at, you know, the way the market is, we don't think that's the right way to go for our patients to reduce pay. And well, uh, I don't think it was the insurance that decided. I think it was just the kickback from the APTA. I think it's, yeah, I think, well, I think it was that, but so it was one of the what they stated. They stated in Aetna stated that this is a quote. I'm going to just read this quote from them. But um, at the time when the country is facing unprecedented uh, provider shortages, in addition to untenable provider burnout. Implementing this policy threatens to reduce patient access to therapy services. So I think it's a a fight from the APTA of showing, hey, if you guys do this, it's actually worse for your patient or for your, you know, people who are paying you because we're going to lose providers now um, because they're already burning out. And then if you cut their pay even more, you know, they can barely keep businesses can barely keep afloat already because reimbursement rates are so far behind inflation that, hey, if you guys actually implement this, you're going to lose access because they're not going to be able to get in because we're going to have shortage in providers now because you're pretty much could wipe out a portion of the field. But, um, you're, but you're saying that this is Aetna saying this or the APTA? I think that's the APTA saying that to Aetna and Aetna's realizing, hey, yeah, they're probably right. This would be a bad thing to implement right now, not because we care about actually paying what they deserve, 
but because of the fact that it would cause a shortage in the healthcare field. And so I think that's what it comes down to more is more of they cared more about the shortage and patients getting in versus what they're actually reimbursing, if that makes sense. Yeah, because the second half of that quote there um, was another one that I liked saying Mm -hmm. that it's considering that provider reimbursement is not keeping pace with inflation and the cost of maintaining a practice, additional cuts to reimbursement. Um, So this kind of just leaves um, owners laying off employees, PTAs, OTAs. So I think it was definitely what the APTA was fighting for. So I think if the APTA was not fighting for this, I don't think Aetna would have decided upon their own, oh, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe this isn't a good idea. I I think they would have just full-blown like, cool, this is what we're implementing. This is it. But the APTA was like, hold on, hold on. Don't do it just yet. Exactly. This is the repercussions that might happen if you do this. If you do this. Exactly. I think I'm I'm with you 100%. I think because those quotes are from Aetna. No, those I don't quotes think are from Aetna the APTA. No, my understanding those are from because it's the organization. See, this is what I was asking. See, this oh, is a, no, see, those because you just said, said they are from the APTA. That's why I was like, how are oh, you no, reading I this? Thought, are you reading sorry, they're sorry. Coming the from quote, the APTA or they're coming the from Aetna? The quotes were coming from Aetna. See, I what I was saying, the other partner, because it says the organizations wrote. Well, yeah, because um, the letter was from the APTA and the AOTA. So the Occupational um, Therapy Association and the Physical Therapy Association wrote the letters. They're the organizations. Or they That's how I all read together. it. That's how I wrote it. Or how I read it. Um, you wrote it? You wrote it, I Kenny? Wrote it, yep. you tell see, me. <laughs> see? You're welcome. I'm just kidding. Um, so that's how I read it. That it's This quote is from the APTA and the AOTA, not see, from that's Aetna. That's not how I read it. Well, our listeners can let us know how they think. That's how I read it. That's how you read it. I think. Oh, okay. Um, so I read one... it wrong. You're right. It was from. I missed. I missed a portion. Um. But e- either way, I think that again, that's the reason that Aetna. Those are the reasons, and I. I've always thought that APTA is fighting for that to begin with. So. I, I'm with you 100%. I think Aetna would have done this easily and then regretted it when there became a shortage of getting patients in to be seen. But um, there is a second half that is worrying me about this. There is a second half, and we, so, we kind of said it in the beginning. Well, so the second half of the same part, not, not, the, not, the, not the bottom part, um, mm-hmm. is the fact that this is just put on hold. Yep. So Aetna is describing their decision as a temporary hold on implementation. So it's not that they're not going to do it. And it could very well still be a thing. And I think just the biggest, and we've talked about this in the past with Medicare as well, is the biggest problem, or I guess my biggest worry, is just what that future looks like for PTAs. Because Mm -hmm. at least in the outpatient setting, that just makes it really hard for employers to want to staff several PTAs. They're going to be paid less. They're not paying you more for the overall insurance. That's staying the same. Cost of living is going up. Inflation is going up. But they're not adjusting their reimbursement rates at all. Instead, they're doing the exact opposite. They're cutting down how much they pay for PTA service. 
Mm-hmm. So if a lot of other insurances go on board with this, and like you said, it's happening in other states already, if this continues, what does that mean for the future of this field, for PTAs in general? Yeah. Outpatient aren't really going to hire PTAs just because of the reimbursement rates. PTAs are going to be solely in hospitals, inpatient, acute, because they have a budget from the hospital as a whole. So it's easier to pay them than an outpatient clinic would. Yep. So those are the thoughts that go through my head when I'm reading this. Yeah. And I I agree 100%. Um, You know, I do want to say, like, this is a small win, though. Um, Whether or not, you know, there's still work to be done, but we do have to take the wins when we get them. The fact that they were... The the organizations were able to say, hey, look, this is what can happen if you implement that. And they actually recognized, hey, this could become an issue. And they put it on a hold. I'll, I'll, I'm going to count that as a small win. We we won a, a small battle. We did not win the war type thing. Um, and there's still work to be done. But it does show that, hey, our opinions do matter in a way to these insurances. We just have to prove to them that it's worth them not cutting pay and why it's worth them not cutting it and how it could be beneficial for them, not just us type situation. And, you know, at this rate, if they want to raise, you know, honestly, if they want to raise the, the reimbursement rate by like 40% and but take a pay cut from PTAs by 15%, then um, I might, I might just, um, I might accept a little bit of a, a little small rate difference because in the long run, we're still getting paid more, but I, I don't know. That would be, it would definitely, I'd have to see some real increase financially for me to feel like, okay, it, this is worth it to take a deep, a percentage cut. For just being a no, I was, was going to say the same thing too. If it overall went up, even though we did take a cut, I think yeah. overall for the feel, it, it would be better just because yeah. like our worth and our services would be proven to be effective and they see our value. But the question then becomes, what's the line? So you say mm-hmm. a 40% increase just because I'm sure that's the first number that came on top of your head. I, I highly, highly doubt that... <laughs> That they would give us 40%. That would be significant yeah. if they gave us a 40% well, increase in reimbursement. Exactly. But like, but, I'm like at the same time, because the reason I came to 40 is like, okay, if they're going to do 40, but still then decrease 40, they'll re- reimburse 40 per daily. Let's just say that. But then if a PTA does it and they're decreasing that percentage by 15, really it's only a 25% increase from a PTA's point of view. So, like, we would still need it to be significantly enough to keep us worthwhile. But you still run down the line when inflation and everything catches up. Are they still going to, you know, want to keep PTAs on because they still technically make less? Granted, we also cost less, too. So, <laughs> I would hope so. True. But, but then that would no be the guarantee. hard part to justify keeping us. If every insurance paid 15% less... Mm-hmm. What do our raises look like? What does our hourly salary look like? Yeah, My school is not going to get cheaper. My program is still going to cost whatever my program costs. It's not like, oh, yeah. you're only going to get paid this much less, 15% less. Like, oh, let's just drop 15% less on your school program. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So my cost of living is going to stay the same. If not, it's going to go up. It's going to go up. So Inflation is always going to happen. As you can tell, this really kind of gripes at me a little bit because it's just... 
What's it going to look like in five, ten years if more insurances jump along this boat? But it is a happy win that at least there's one that's putting on hold and hopefully others others will follow. We won this little battle. There's a lot more battles happening. And again, this just is one of those things where a lot of people, you know, we used to be, honestly, both me and Ken will tell you, we used to be people who think this way too of like, what the crap does the APTA really do for us? And we don't see anything. And these are the things that they're doing behind the scenes. And this is where our dues are going to. They are really working hard behind the scenes to make sure that our value is proven, shown, worth fighting these little battles that we can't even see that are going on and trying to prevent and put a hold or, or ultimately a stop um, to all of this stuff. So, um, and then the second half of these, this article, just kind of wrap up the episode. They're not as big and don't really pertain to us as much. Um, the first one might, but maybe not the second. So the first one is that Aetna is announcing that they are no longer going to be, uh, reimbursing for e-visits. So telehealth visits, telephone assessments, virtual check-ins, anything of that nature starting December 1st would not be reimbursed. So that uh-huh. was uh, a trend that we were looking at that might be potentially staying for the foreseeable future because of the accessibility. But it looks like Aetna is jumping off that train and not going to continue it. Laura looks like she's kind of it. in thought. Yeah, go for it. Can I, can I, I feel like there was something there, but I was going I told you so. I said from the get-go, I did not think, no, I did not. I've always said I don't think telehealth in the long run is going to stick around because I I do think it's hard to justify technically the skill by doing it over over a computer. I think you take away the hands-on skill aspect and insurance are going to be like, again, anybody can kind of do this. uh, And so um, I'm not surprised. I'm not. The second half. I'm not saying I'm happy, but I'm just not surprised. The second half, which is kind of more like an error if it's happening, is um, if you work in inpatient and do co-treats with OTs, if you bill a certain amount of units, they might get rejected. But yeah, this is not something we really should. I don't think that would concern us. If it happens, they might just bring it up. But I think this is no, more it's of just a company. It's more be aware. Yeah, maybe that your units might get. Uh, denied if you do a co-treatment with a PT and an OT on the same day it looks like and bill more than four combined units then they might get denied just like a PSA yeah because the thing is is you're only with that patient usually an hour so they only they want you to make sure that you're only billing technically an hour worth of treatment codes so um, definitely if you're Mm -hmm. co-treating they they are stricter on co-treating codes in general so that's not anything terribly new. It's just more of an inconvenience. Now they may be decrease the codes. It's been a while since I've co-treated. Um, so I can't quite remember what they were. So that um, could change a little bit. Well, I'll say that kind of wraps up our episodes. I don't know if you have any last minute thoughts no. there, Laura. That is pretty much it. Kind of just wanted to fill you guys on being back. I'm excited to be back and recording. I would be lying if I said vacation wasn't amazing and I loved it and I wish I could stay there forever, but that's what makes vacations just so great is because 
they are short term and we get to go back to them look forward to them at least so, uh, well with that thanks guys for listening we appreciate everybody who does it if you made it this far uh, be sure to check out our instagram our youtube the works yeah until then we we hope you guys enjoy the weekend and we'll see you next week yep and then again just real quick special shout out to all of those who came and filled in for me while i was gone really appreciate it and we enjoyed having you on and hope you guys did too if you guys haven't listened to those catch them um they're the what four or five episodes i forget exactly how many Uh, i'm trying to remember Four, four episodes, four episodes uh, with some guest speakers, guys, so uh, co-hosts. So check them out if you haven't already. But until next time, we'll catch you later.